Welcome back to the ES Advantage podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again. As we've shared with you in our previous episodes, this podcast is dedicated to helping owner operators and trucking business owners in your efforts to make your operations more efficient and more profitable. Here's your host, Jeff Reese, the Director of Sales and Marketing for Vendor Network Services at ES. Well, hello again, my Road Warrior friends. Welcome back to our podcast. We are returning today with the second part of our conversation with Jeff and Charlie from Contractors Corner. Just as a quick recap, Contractors Corner is a consulting firm that helps truck drivers who want to get into ownership. And Contractors Corner helps owner operators and contract drivers who are already running their own business really just be successful. They have a ton of experience between the two of them. In our previous conversation, we have talked to them about how they got into consulting, what to expect when you first get into the business and into the industry, as well as knowing what your why is. Now, if you have not listened to the first episode of this podcast with Contractors Corner, I highly suggest you go ahead and take some time to do that first. All that is great information. But for those of you who are caught up, let's go ahead and get right back into our conversation with Contractors Corner. Well, Jeff and Charlie, thanks again for sticking around for part two of our podcast. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely. So the COO of my company likes to say that we're not missionaries, but we are on a mission. And our mission is to help our customers be as successful as they can through leveraging our community. Now, I'd like to pick up our conversation here and get your thoughts on the importance of being mission focused. Basically, being mission focused, setting those goals whether it be revenue, more home time, whatever it is your actual goal is, get that written down. Don't just say, oh, I'd like to be home more. Well, how about you come up with a plan to do that? How about you sit down and take 15 minutes a day for a week or two and write down, how do you plan on accomplishing that? Is it, do you need to find higher paying freight? You need to maybe switch which broker you're working with or which carrier you're leased to, to facilitate that? Lower cost fuel. Lowering your fuel costs with the S-Advantage fuel card. That's a good one. But when you're going over your goals, go back to your why. Why are you doing this? Is it because you want to buy a new house for your family? Okay, that's great. How are you going to accomplish that? Write the goal down. So there's this thing in a lot of the business books to talk about it. So it's not just some guy with half a degree like me talking about it. People in the know. I learned this from other people. There's a thing called a neuromuscular exercise. When you actually write something down, it solidifies it in your mind and you're more likely to act on it because you've actually taken time, real time, to write it down. And you've used your mind, you've used your sight, you've used your touch, everything goes into it and it solidifies it in your mind. This is what I'm going to do. For me, I have to say it out loud as well. I actually have to verbalize it. I know it sounds crazy, but I actually have to verbalize things like that. Again, I can go through the whole action, but verbalizing it while I'm writing this stuff out is actually what helps me to achieve those goals. It keeps me focused. Mm -hmm. It keeps me moving forward. And then a lot of people say, well, yeah, but I'd like to earn more money. I'd like to be home more. I'd like to go to Hawaii for vacation, but I don't know how to do that. You say to come up with a plan. I don't know where to start. Well, that's where we get to number five, willingness to learn. Right. You don't know something, go out and learn. Find people who can help you get that education. Jeff and I are constantly trying to surround ourselves with people who know things. Either they know more. We can look at Seabright Agency. We did not know anything about insurance until we went through this whole process of trying to put together a package for our close group of people. The amount of knowledge that Tony at Seabright gave us was insane. 
I mean, was, completely mind blowing. Yeah, it was. We never wanted to learn this much about insurance. Right. <laughs> Realized too that the freight industry, like life, is constantly in flux. So you're going to have to, if you're going to be successful, keep analyzing your business. Well, I don't know how to do that. There's a book. I'm just going to keep saying that. There's a book. There's people. In our group, we routinely do consults with people and start going over their numbers and teaching them how to look at those numbers so they get a good picture of how they're really doing. Because that's one of the things too that we see quite often. Oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah, there's money in the bank. There's money in the bank. And then you look at their business, you look at their profit and loss statements and it's like, dude, no, you're really not doing fine. You're months or weeks away from utter failure and devastation. Yeah. We were just talking to our accountant yesterday. He brought up the thing. People are proud about not paying taxes. That's something you guys need to prepare for if you want to become an owner operator of taxes. Right. Because if you're successful, guess what? You're going to pay taxes. These guys that say, oh, my account's so good. I haven't paid taxes in 15 years. Well, that's because you didn't make any money. Or you got a shady accountant and they're going to come get you eventually. Right. Those are the two possibilities there. There's the outliers. I'm kind of one of those outliers. My big tribe, six kids in the house for the longest time. You do need a good professional. This is not my first business. I've done other businesses, various levels of success with those. And a lot of them, I did do my own taxes, but they weren't not trucking. So you really need to have someone in your corner to do those taxes. If you're profitable, you're going to pay some tax. They will do everything they can so you don't pay Uncle Sam any more than you owe. Get it right down to the penny of, okay, this is what you owe and that's what you pay. But yeah, a lot of these guys, I don't pay taxes. Well, how successful are you really? Yeah, as a business person, I think you should take a little bit of pride in paying taxes. Look, if you're paying taxes, you're making money. I don't care how you look at it. It's just a fact. If you have to pay taxes, you have made money. That's why we have people like Colton over at Trucker CFO, our new accountant. The guidance he has provided to us and people that we have moved over into his book of business is tremendous. From the services we had elsewhere, this is night and day. Just the education alone that he has offered us. Again, Charlie and I have been doing this for a while, 15 years each. I've learned more about my books in the last month than in the last 15 years. Right. It's you know, crazy. stuff that I thought I was doing right. What about this? What about that? Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Okay. So always be willing to learn. I'm making changes in my own trucking operation based on advice given by a CPA. Right. I don't just assume that I know it like <laughs> anybody else. But when you have someone with knowledge telling you something, listen, take their right. advice. I would say there's no shame in discovering that you don't know something or discovering that you've been doing something wrong in your business. You're not a truck owner. You're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. And part right. of being an entrepreneur is being fluid and being able to continue to mm -hmm. get better and make your business better. And that means making mistakes, finding out what those mistakes are, making those corrections, finding the right people that are experts in those areas that you're not and leveraging them and taking their advice. I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's everything right with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Making mistakes, failing, however you want to call it. They're only negative if you don't take the education that was provided to you in that moment. Every failure is a chance to learn something new. And Jeff and I on a regular basis, for instance, let's go back to the Yes Advantage Fuel Card, right? Jeff and I have been, I mean, just so long on our carrier's fuel card. And we found out that they were getting these huge discounts and we were not getting access to those discounts. We were simply getting a minor rebate, which was kind of insulting when we realized what was happening. Immediately, we started running numbers. And I'm like, holy crap. What have we figured out? 
we could have each bought two trucks just with the savings of the fuel card that ESA offered us over the last 15 years. Pay cash for yeah. brand new trucks. That's how wow. much money we're talking about. And look, this was a long, hard learned lesson, right? I'm constantly saying education is expensive. Well, that was probably one of my more expensive lessons mm -hmm. because when we actually sat down and did those numbers of what we lost or passed by or looked away from over those last 15 years, it was absolutely brutal. And then we got angry and then we got sad and then we took action. We immediately stopped using just our run-of-the-mill way of finding fuel. And we started shopping for fuel. And we actually jumped on an app called Fuelbook. We used that for about a week. And then we were introduced to Jeffries and ES Advantage. And we immediately fell in love with the way that you guys pass on the entire discount that you negotiate. There's something more to what they're doing there. It's bigger. It's more than just this fuel card. Again, it goes back to that community and building relationships and getting people in for the fuel card could lead you into other avenues of revenue, right? For ES success in trucking. That's just good marketing. It's great business, but the community basis of it is what turned us on so much. But because of that, we realized, oh my God, look at all the money we've just thrown away. I want to point out, Jeff, you know what we didn't do? What's that? We didn't go carrier hopping when we found this out. We stayed with the carrier. We had our reasons. Number one, we have incredible relationships there that allow us to do well. The freight base that this carrier has is really, really good. We wanted to stay there and keep taking advantage of that freight base and the relationships that we had built. We did not go carrier hopping because we found this one thing out. What we did do is we changed how we run our business. That's what we did. We did approach the carrier and we said, hey, look, we understand that you're getting these sort of discounts. Well, that's great for your business. What we would like to see is maybe you'd be willing to split that now that we know. Now it's out there, right? The information, once you know it, you can't unknow it, right? And we said, sure. okay, utilizing your fuel card is a convenience for us. I'd be willing, if you were willing to split that difference. Give us half of your negotiated discount. Right. And he said, absolutely not. It's a revenue line. We're going to keep doing what we're doing and you guys do what you want to do. And we said, okay, we're going to go find a fuel card and we're going to recommend it to everyone that we see. And that's exactly what I do. I recommend it to everyone I see at a pump. I'm like, hey man, I'm standing there talking to random people at the pump. Hey dude, what are you paying for fuel right now? They're like, <laughs> uh, what do you mean? And they look at me like I'm crazy. And then I pull up my little app and I say, look what I'm paying here at the pump. And he's like, that's 50 cents less than what I'm paying or a dollar less, or even if it's 20 cents less. And I'm like, yeah, and we're getting the same fuel and they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg to use this discount. It's just there. You're like, wow. And it's amazing to me how many guys go, ah, there's some sort of scam there. Yeah, that's one of our biggest hurdles. But I will say too, just going back to that, I do want to commend you guys because what you didn't do was you didn't make an emotional decision. You had a business discussion and then you made a business decision. It's so easy to just get fed up, fly off the handle, offend somebody that you have a relationship with, right. burn that bridge, and now you're having to start all over again. So I think that that's also a great piece of advice is when stuff like that happens, take a beat, right? Take a beat, calm down. It's okay to feel the emotions and you need to acknowledge feeling the emotions, but you don't need to let those emotions come out and take it down on your relationship. Well, and that's really the power of the community that we're trying to build is that we get these incidents that happen like the fuel card. Charlie and I both did get emotional. We did. Mm -hmm. We were like, ah, but we talked each other down yeah. in our group. 
We're like, okay, we found this out. It stinks. What do we do? What are we going to do? Are we going to quit? Are we going to do this? Are we going to carrier hop? Or are we going to find a solution that works in the long term? We got past that emotion by talking to each other. We talked each other down off the ledge. That's the power of the community is we could talk each other off the ledge. We can get people to think rationally. Maybe it is time for you to move to a different carrier. Let's discuss that. Right. But let's do it rationally. Let's not have a knee-jerk reaction to something that happened. What are the pros? What are the cons? What's the cost? What's the time investment to do something like that? Maybe it's time for you to go get your own numbers and have your own authority. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that. What are the pros and the cons? Are you just seeing dollar signs or does it actually fit in with your why? There's a lot of guys that a year and a half ago saw dollar signs, bought a bunch of trucks using TPP loans, those payroll loans. They'd buy a couple of trucks with that. Rates were sky high. We all know that. Four bucks a mile for dry van freight. Holy cow. A lot of those guys, the banks own their trucks now. Yeah, they're not doing so well today. I think they did a good thing in seizing an opportunity, but I think they were a little overzealous, a lot of them. Sure. They got into that emotional icy dollar. It's easy to do. And we all see it. We all think, oh, I could get a piece of that. Mm -hmm. That might work for me. Jeff and I have built these teams around ourselves. I'm a part of Jeff's team. He's a part of my team. And this team grows outward from there. We do this so that when things like these pop up, we're like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Here's what I see. What do you guys think? We as a team or a collective or as a community, come up with ideas. Well, this is what I think. Here's what I see. This is how I would experience this, or this is how I have experienced this. That's the best when we have someone in the community. It's like, Hey, I've done that before. Let me tell you how it went. Or sometimes it was really great for a while, but now I'm back leased to a carrier because, and you can get that information from people that have the experience that you lack. And that allows you to make a better decision. Well, speaking of making better decisions and talking about mistakes and really leveraging those loans that you were talking about, and we can kind of keep it high level, but when should you leverage credit and when shouldn't you being a small business owner that owns one or two trucks? I'm going to throw this all the way at Jeff. This is so his wheelhouse. Watch this. Okay. So as a collective, collective being Charlie and I and a few others, we are credit averse by principle. And the reason for that is that when you introduce credit into your business, you introduce risk. Now people say, well, but okay, give me all your butts, but is the risk zero? It's never zero when you get the bank involved, never. So when would we say, yeah, go ahead and use credit. If you have all of the five things we talked about, you have your why, You've got your basic business education. You really, really, truly understand the consequences of what you're about to do. You built good relationships that are going to get you through that initial, holy smokes, I just borrowed $500,000. And you're focused on your mission and you know what you're going to be doing with that money. And you're still willing to learn because you're going to make mistakes with that money. You are. There's no way around that. Being willing to learn from those mistakes and use those relationships that you've built to get you through that time. And you're wanting to expand your business. So at that point, I would say, yeah, let's get a credit line going. Let's get you some trailers. Let's get you some trucks. But unless you've got a full on blown business plan, and we're not talking just on the napkin, two sentences about how you want to be rich. When you start introducing credit, you better have a plan on how you're going to use that credit and how you're going to pay it back. Because again, you put the bank in the middle of all this, they don't have a tolerance for late. They don't. They are not your friend. They want their money and that's all they're about. So just keep that risk in mind. If you've got a good business plan, I'll bring Trucker CFO back into this. One of the things they do is they will sit down with you one-on-one, either over the phone or if you're in Salt Lake City, you can go to the office. 
they're actually mostly remote, but they work in the office every Tuesday and they will go over your business. You tell them, I want to expand, but I don't have any money. I'm going to need to borrow some money. And Colton will say, okay, well, let's look at that. How responsible do we see you are based on your profit and loss statement on your bank statements? He will be brutal and he needs to be. If he doesn't think that you can pull it off, he will tell you. And then you will probably decide to do it anyway. That's what you need in a CPA. You need a CPA who is not your good, happy humor buddy, right? You need a guy that's like, look, man, you are not smart when it comes to your money. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. Yeah. So again, we are debt averse. All of us that I know in our community, with the exception of a few, started off leasing trucks. That is debt. That's how we got into business. There is no hypocrisy here because, you know, I started off with my why. I built a business plan at the time around teaching new students to drive truck. That was my business that I ran. I had a time horizon to own the truck outright, which I failed at twice. Right. Full disclosure, I actually leased three trucks before I was able to buy out the last one. So I now own it clear and free. But I didn't quit. I went back to my why and my business plan and I kept stepping out. I understood the risk of having a lease payment. When you have a lease payment, especially, it's a little different if you get a legitimate bank loan. The payments are less, less of an impact on your bottom line, things like that. But when you're leasing a truck every single week, that leasing company wants their payment. No yes, no ands or buts. So if you take a week off, you better be able to stroke a check. Right. That was a lot of years of, oh, can I take a week off? Yeah, I can do that. But then you're taking money out of your savings, right? Yes. You have to plan for that. When you're in debt, you have to plan your whole life around that debt because there's no tolerance. Even at some of these carriers that are famous for the quote, walk away leases, they're starting to go after people these days. People don't realize that. There's very few of those true walk away leases anymore. You miss a payment because you went home for a week. They're calling you on the phone. Hey, can we have that debit card again? Those days, like when Charlie and I started where you could owe a carrier $5,000, they're like, yeah, yeah, you'll make it back. Literally could have been 15, 20 grand in the hole with them. And they're like, you know what? Just pay it back at a hundred bucks a week. Let's zero it out for now. You pay us back a hundred bucks a week until I don't know, time ends. Now they're like, Hey, can you give us a credit card number right now? Would you like to do a wire transfer to us? We're going to need that $670 truck payment today. You are due yesterday. So that's our opinion on debt. We realized that there's different philosophies on that. Before I did this, I was in corporate America. I was working for the phone company, making a good income, got myself in debt. Lost the job because that's what happens with phone companies these days. Just no longer go to work for a utility and then retire in 20 years. It's not like that anymore. Lost that job, ended up getting a car repossessed, all sorts of nastiness happened, almost lost my house. And then I came to trucking and got everything back on track. But that experience left such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm a little biased at this point towards debt. It is a tool, but you have to be so disciplined. The fact of the matter is that most people are not as disciplined as say my boomer generation parents that buy everything on their visa, old person, gold credit card every month, and then pay it off every month. They have like a 2000 credit score. By the time you get to our generation, we're just honestly not that responsible, Jeff. Credit is a toy, not a tool to most people. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you are one of those people like my parents. Okay. The bottom line is you own the business. You do what you feel is best for your business, but do it with open eyes. If you're going to introduce debt, understand debt. That's something that all over social media and the news stations, they're always talking about how kids these days aren't even taught about how to balance a checkbook in high school, right? Right. Yeah. Nope. Educate yourself. If you don't know how to do that stuff, educate yourself. Again, there's a book. You have to be honest with yourself. If you're not good with debt, I can tell you, I do not handle credit well. 
never have don't know why it's like a family thing for us because i don't know anyone in my family that handles credit well it becomes a toy honestly god like i said that's not a real popular thing for people to admit and say things like this but it's real and it's honest so me personally i try to avoid financing anything that i don't have to finance cash is king but then people look at you funny when you break out money from your pocket what's that they're like we can't take cash i'm like what did you just say well, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure just being able to talk through all this stuff with you, talk high level about everything from what to expect, top five things to be successful, get your input on some of the other stuff. I think that might be beneficial to maybe have you on a few more times and maybe get a little more specific into some of those topics, some of the hot topics that are out there for contractors and see if we can't help educate people a little bit more from that perspective. So before we wrap up, I did want to ask you, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you if they want to? Why don't you tell them how to reach you? Well, the best way right now, and you'll have to pardon our building, we are building a website. Right now, there is a basic landing page that will give you some basic information. That's going to progress here in the very near future. You can find that at contractorscorner.cc. Pretty simple contractorscorner.cc. You can sign up for our mailing list there on that page. Don't expect a whole lot of action there at the start. It is something we're working on. We do still have our individual trucking companies that we have to run as well. You can also find us on YouTube every week on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Just look up Contractors Corner Consulting Group and you will find us there every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thanks again for the time and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having us, Jeff. We do look forward to yeah. the future. That wraps up our interview with Jeff Morton and Charlie Mann at Contractors Corner. I love talking to those guys. Like I've said before, we've done a lot of business with them in the past. The synergies that we have just allows us to be able to help people. That's one thing that we have in common. There's just a heart for helping. I know they get a lot of joy out of that. They get a lot of joy out of talking with somebody and then giving them advice. And then as that person continues to heed that advice and starts to see more success, I know that that in itself is very satisfying. Same thing with us as people are coming into our community, leveraging the different discount programs that we offer and then are able to circle back with us and say, hey, I need to get a different type of account because I'm able to reinvest my savings and grow my business. It's just a very fun thing to watch from our side to know that we're helping people really achieve their dreams and their goals. So if you'd like to learn more about ES Advantage in our community, here's a friend to tell you more. Are you an owner operator or a trucking business owner looking to make your operation more efficient and more profitable? The ES Advantage program with its experienced network of service and support offers the right solutions that can strengthen most any trucking business. Through the ES Advantage, participants will enjoy the benefits of the savings they see on a host of services that are vital to any trucking business. The ES Advantage delivers savings on insurance, maintenance, and tires. The ES Advantage is truly a comprehensive program offering ongoing safety training for people behind the wheel. Participants who are part of the ES Advantage can also utilize the back office and business support services available through the program. ES Advantage members have access to legal services as well as tax accounting and business advisory services. The ES Advantage also features one of the best fuel networks in the trucking industry. Through the ES Advantage, owner-operators and small fleet owners are able to access a broad range of service offerings that place program participants in a position to enjoy a greater level of success in trucking. 
You can learn more about the ES Advantage program by visiting the following website, es-advantage.com. That website again is es-advantage.com. You can also talk to the team at ES about ES Advantage. The toll-free number to call is 866-811-3033. That number again is 866-811-3033. Once again, thanks for spending part of your day with us on the ES Advantage podcast. As always, ES reminds all professional drivers to stay safe out on the nation's roads and highways as you keep the American economy on the move.